0: When the things you seek have been lost to time, look no further. We can go get them. We are Murphy's Inc. Murphy's Inc. is not responsible for any time paradoxes, historical retaliations, or other risks related to the delivered artifact. Any questions regarding the company's liability or tax information will be answered in time. This season on Murphy's Inc. After the sudden disappearance of Murphy and the required move to the new facility, the team found itself struggling to make ends meet. Isaac, chief financial officer, proposed the idea of utilizing the interns and department heads as agents to accomplish more contracts with tighter turnarounds. Gleason, as the acting boss, reluctantly agreed and assigned teams to go on missions. Michael, Philippe, and Stephanie jumped to 340 BCE to retrieve the extinct plant, Silphium, while Daphne, the librarian, and James jumped to 1258 CE to translate books and create detailed blueprints of the House of Wisdom. Both teams had some difficulties along the way, including Philippe catching a knife in his back and Daphne and James having some blowout arguments Back at the new base of operations, Gleason was running experiments when he was contacted by Marie Trophia via his Holy Eye of Norn replica. However, she was in 1518 CE, and Gleason's continuing experiments potentially led to Marie's accidental and mysterious injury. A team comprised of Michael, Daphne, Hart, and James was sent back to check on the situation caused by Gleason, only to find people. mysteriously dying from uncontrolled dancing. After some investigation, as well as being accused of practicing sorcery and witchcraft, the team discovered that the dancing plague was not caused by Gleason, but more likely by one of Hart's ancestors. All of this while Isaac hired a new on-base chef in order to help keep the staff on-site and reduce costs. He became very interested in his new hire after noticing a charm on her bracelet. Isaac also investigated an anomaly brought to his attention around Eric the Red's Set Stalker mission, which uncovered that Michael brought a gun on the mission and discharged it while in the past. Murphy utilized Morse code to warn the team of danger, and Sylvia was eventually able to locate Murphy in the waters off the coast of Cove, Ireland, in 1912 CE. Now, with Michael in the brig pending his trial, Daphne will attempt to lead the team of Hart, James, and Stephanie to go find and save Murphy before they find themselves at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Now begins part 1 of our exciting two-part finale. Personnel file
1: number LT121Q. Emmett Gleason. Almost a caricature of sci-fi engineers, Gleason is, to put it mildly, a bit of a bumbling fool who may or may not be on the spectrum. Nevertheless, Gleason seems to be well-liked, and for the most part, respected amongst his co-workers. He's an astute mechanic, depending on whom you ask, who means well and wants to do the best job possible but Gleason is much more observant and aware than he appears. While he has been around longer than anyone, the librarian being the lone exception, I always feel that he's hiding something from me. I wish I could say that I fully trust him, but even after all these years, I still do not ever show him my full hand.
2: Hey, Jarhead. I just came to check on you before we head to the Titanic. How are you holding up in here?
3: Not too bad, but I'm not going anywhere. These bars are too narrow and I already tried to pick the lock.
2: I meant the royal we. And stop trying to get out. I'll talk to Murphy and get you out of here as soon as we get back. She'll understand why you did what you did and will be glad you saved me.
3: (laughs) Anyways. The bed reminds me of the ones from Basic Training. I've got some free time to work on my novel, and I still get to eat Autumn's cooking. I think she considers fried bologna an insult, but it's a damn near delicacy if you ask me.
2: (laughs) You're writing a novel? What's it about?
3: A group of teenage detectives and a talking dog.
2: (laughs) Michael, that's literally just...
3: It's not a thing here, Daphne. Look, I don't know what's going on with this screwy timeline we're in, but... We have to figure out how to set it straight.
2: Jinkies! I know. I can't handle all this all-father and Norn talk. The thing is, I'm starting to forget the way things used to be.
3: Why do you think I'm writing this stuff down? We don't have much time left before we completely lose our lives as we knew them.
2: Okay, well... Maybe we can... Ah, shoot. I have to run. You've got some time on your hands. Start thinking up a plan to get us back to the proper order of things. I've got to go save Murphy.
3: Maybe she'll have an idea of how to help us.
2: It's worth a shot. She's always been there for me when I needed her. Don't lose your head before I get back, Michael.
3: (sighs) Hopefully she'll go easy on me.
4: and you're just performing a simple escort mission back to HQ.
2: All right, I got your message, Gleason. It's finally time to get Murphy back.
4: Indeed. We don't have much time. I need your team to uh, jump back, find Murphy, and get back here as soon as possible. There will be no funny business this time around, Daphne. You are on thin ice as it is. And if you mess up a job this important...
5: No need to threaten anyone here, Fenrir. I'll keep an eye on her. You just keep your jaws clamped tight, and we'll be back in two shakes of a goat's tail. Oh,
4: god. Which
6: one?
2: Th- none of them. Can we just go...?
6: What's well, got her wins out of whack?
2: Must be the back-to-back
7: trips taking their toll on her. I'm sure she'll be fine once we get on the ship. <laughs>
4: Ready whenever you are. Very well. Go save our boss and do so without changing the timeline. May your water stay calm and your winds stay steady.
2: Wait, what did you just say? never thought I'd be setting foot aboard the unsinkable Titanic. Guess it's convenient Murphy's here and not at the bottom of the Atlantic. We'll be in and out in no time. Alright.
7: So we get in and search all the places where people aren't allowed until we either find Murphy or something that points us to him. Him? They're boarding. Best we go
2: now. Heart. Heart. Yes? What's with the face? You look like you're gonna kill the boarding officer. We're about to be on the greatest ship in the world. Act like it. It's just, he reminds me of someone. Ooh, someone I know? Not likely. It's nothing, really. Okay, well, just smile and act like a tourist. We'll be fine. If he gives you problems, we'll feed him to the fishes. Afternoon. Here are our boarding passes.
8: Hmm. Everything looks to be in order. Enjoy your voyage.
2: Much appreciated.
8: Hold on. You, the one in the blue flouns Me? What is the problem, officer? Your hands are filthy. There's running water in your cabin for washing. If I find any smudges inside this fine craft, I will track you down and throw you in the brig. There's a brig on the Titanic? Well, no, but I'm sure we'll make do.
5: Ah, but of course. Don't worry. You'll have no trouble with me, sir. Now, if you'll excuse us, merci bien.
1: Oh,
8: um, um, mm, that's the mercy thing,
7: Wow! It's somehow much nicer than I thought
4: it would be on the
2: inside.
4: Yeah, that old movie doesn't really do it justice, huh?
2: Now do you see why it was such a big deal? All of this splendor was lost in a matter of hours because of one man's desire to get somewhere fast. All the more reason for us to get this done as quickly and efficiently as we can. Agreed. Let's go find our rooms and meet back at the Grand Staircase. Remember... We're going to spend some time being seen in the crowd so the passengers and staff don't suspect us. So, and I don't say this often in a work situation, but go have fun. Just don't get too deep into a conversation with anyone. We don't need any relationships being built this time around. In and out, got it? Of course, of
5: course. I'm going to go check out the library. So many books about to be lost forever. I might grab a couple for the librarian. She's into that sort of thing, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah, lost to time is right up her alley. I'm starting to think that's the only reason she works with us at all, actually. It's just the best perk of working for Murphy. Thank you very much. I have my reasons for assisting you. But that's for me to know, and you to question for the rest of your life. Ugh.
4: Hey, Stephanie. You want to go check out the gym? I bet they have one of those things where you stand with the belt around your waist. You know, it just
6: jiggles you.
4: (laughs) For some reason, it's considered a workout. Uh, sure. (laughs) Let me
7: just go get changed into something less... Librarian-grandma-chic? I heard that. Not exactly
2: my choice of words, but... Well, you all have fun. I'm going to go scope out the palm court. A nice cafe, a beautiful view of the waves, and an open air feel. Sounds heavenly. That's what a vacation is for, after all. Dinner's in four hours, so keep an eye on your pocket watches. Of course, Daph. Don't spoil your appetite, alright?
4: Say what you want, but the style of the day is pretty damn timeless, in my opinion.
7: Don't ever let Philippe hear you say that.
4: I know. I know. But I have to make sure that... Well, what more do you want me to do? I can't. I can't just... What? You... you you wouldn't. Hello? Hello? Dagnabbit!
9: What's got you all in a twist, Il Capitano? (gasps) Uh,
4: Oh, um, Philippe! I didn't hear you! Uh, Where did you come from? The beautiful
9: island of Sicily. Messina, to be exact. That was so funny, I forgot to laugh. Someone's a tad touchy. Who's that on the phone? Sounded like a heated conversation.
4: It was nothing that you need to worry about. I'll be fine, all right? Now, was there something you needed? Or were you just prowling around to snoop?
9: I came to see if you needed Autumn and me to stick around any longer. We have plans to go watch a movie Sure.
4: Sure. Um, go. Have fun. Just get out of my office. I've got some important work to get to.
9: As you wish, Il Capitano.
10: What did he say? Can we go?
9: You are free for the evening. I think I'll be sticking around for a bit longer.
10: Is... is everything okay? Your whole mood shifted.
9: I think Gleason is... There's something wrong. I don't know what it is, but I can't just let it go. He's acting... suspicious.
10: Gleason? He's always been a little... weird, right? I hardly talk to him unless he's coming through to order as usual, and even then, he barely looks me in the eyes. Too busy running calculations or tinkering with some doodad or another.
9: Well, I just caught him getting off a heated phone call with someone. It sounded like he was being blackmailed or something. If that is the case... You think
10: he'd sell out the company? Hasn't he been here longer than anyone except Murphy?
9: It's only a possibility right now. However, if he is being forced to do something nefarious, he is more than likely a victim in some crazy plot. I feel like it is my duty to get to the bottom of this and see to it that he isn't going to do anything that may jeopardize all our livelihoods.
10: Ooh, sounds like you might need a partner.
9: Your help would be much appreciated, Autumn.
10: Cool. Now, where do we start?
9: Already asking the real questions. Where else to start but the beginning? Luckily, I happen to know an easy way to get into the records room.
10: Lead the way, Sherlock.
9: (coughs) If I could have everyone's attention for just a moment... Thank you. My name is Captain Edward John Smith. I would like to welcome everyone, and thank you for joining us on the maiden voyage, the grandest ship the seas have ever borne witness to, the SES Titanic. <laughs> I won't hold you from your dinner for too much longer. Otherwise, we might be testing the unsinkable claim. Of this beautiful vessel before she's even completed her first outing (laughs) anyway please enjoy the fine amenities we have for you at your leisure we're making good time and we may arrive in new york city a few hours ahead of schedule if we keep this pace oh and should you need anything feel free to flag down one of our lovely stewardesses for assistance Now, have fun, and once again, thank you for taking part in an unforgettable moment of history with us.
11: That was a beautiful speech you made there, Captain. Who? It would have been better if I wasn't listening from the other side of the doors. But we take what we can get, don't we?
9: Well, well, well. If it isn't the illustrious Jorgen (laughs) Eriksson.
11: Illustrious is far too strong of a word for me, Eddie. But I'll accept it graciously, this time. How
9: the blazes have you been, old man? Oh, come on. It's the tamest word I could use to describe such an upstanding fellow as yourself, sir. As for me, I've been as calm as one can be living a life on the sea. How about you? as the missus and the little boy?
11: They're doing well. Actually, Hannah and I just had our second child. A girl we named Emma. Great gods.
9: Another one? Congratulations, Jorgen. If she's anything like her mother, she'll be quite the handful and a half. Add on her mother, and that's three handfuls for a man with only two hands. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about me.
11: I've still got little Anton in my corner to back me up. But enough about me, my friend. How are your nerves? I heard this is to be your final outing before retirement.
9: (sighs) You heard correctly, old chap. One last ride before I hang up the hat. Move back to the life as a civilian and although the Titanic is supposed to be unsinkable I'd be lying if I were to say the added insurance of you and that good luck charm you're always carrying around doesn't bring me a modicum of peace on my final journey
11: <laughs> right the old family set stalker never leave home without it I always say <laughs> but you need to cheer up Eddie you talk about this trip like
9: you're about to walk off a cliff or something Eh. Uh, it's just a feeling. Something feels... off. You don't get as many voyages under your belt as I have without having a good sense of when things are about to go off the rails.
11: That sense of yours sure did save us
9: a few times in our younger days. Never leave home without it, right? So, I must ask. Why is it that you aren't in first class, with the other passengers of high standing?
11: Oh, you know I don't get along at all with those stuffy (laughs) bluebloods. Sure, I may be old money, but you know me. (laughs) I'd be much happier fishing all day with a nice jug of mead and some friends than going to board meetings and pretending to care about politics. Although this time, my lower class lodging is mainly the result of buying a ticket last minute.
9: Ah, I see. Something urgent going on in the colonies, I take it?
11: Val? I received a letter inquiring about the possibility of me loaning a priceless original piece of Nornian history to a museum in New York. The Murphy Museum of Cultural History.
9: Ever heard of it? Hmm. Can't say that I have. But I'm not really the proper audience for such things. I'm assuming they had quite the offer. If they were able to get you on a ship so quickly, though, eh?
11: You don't know the half of it. Perhaps I can fill you in over a
9: drink. Will you have time in the next few days? I'd quite like that, Jorgen. Let's get together Sunday evening, after dinner. I should have some time then. This hunk of metal won't steer itself for too much longer without me working at least one of the wheels. Until Sunday Eve, may your waters be calm. And your wind stay steady.
11: Take care, my friend.
2: priority is finding the boss? I say we split up. There's no way the ship is so big that the four of us can't comb 100% over the next two days. That sounds great,
4: but- We're standing inside of what is currently the largest man-made moving object in the world. According to the blueprints I brought, we've got nine different decks we've got to check, which means we'd all have to search two decks apiece. That doesn't sound so hard. That is until you take into account that each deck is larger than two rugby fields. That's a lot of
7: walking. Would it make more sense if we all took each floor together?
5: Does that really
2: save us any time? How about a little column A, a little column B? We'll take the five lower decks together and sweep them really quickly. I doubt Murphy would be holed up with the rats or whatever goes on down there. Then afterward, we'll split up into teams of two for the higher levels, and each takes two decks. That way we can stay a little more inconspicuous. Fair enough.
4: Yeah. I was already feeling the heat from that lieutenant earlier.
5: That jerk better not get in our way. I'd like to give him a piece of my mind. What is your deal with this guy? I just... I know his type overly nitpicky and willing to bring charges and make arrests at the drop of a hat. He's a dangerous breed. I keep my guard around people like that because if I don't Oh, now I get it. Is this heart backstory time? We (sighs) don't have time for it right now but I promise I'll give you both the rundown sometime. Assuming we get off this beauty in one piece it's a real shame she won't make it out at all
4: Alright. Well, the sooner we get this workcation over with, the sooner we can bond over a pint of mead back at HQ. To the bowels of the
2: ship! Ew. Don't say it like that.
4: Ooh. Mm. Speaking of bowels, can you give me like 10 minutes before we start searching?
10: Its room. I thought you meant you were going to bribe somebody. I was not expecting us to end up climbing through the air ducts like some kind of children's sitcom.
9: Aim Hart hey, and Daphne, mm-hmm. they're the ones who showed me this way of getting around undetected. Gleason uh. and Isaac have eyes almost everywhere, but not up here. Uh. We're here. Now, was that so bad?
10: No, I guess not. Now, let's get to work.
9: Uh, Work? Oh, no. There are only about 50 employees on the books. Oh. Our records are all stored in that file cabinet over there.
10: Wait, we only have one file cabinet in the records room?
9: Well, duh. I've heard of digital files. The rest of the business's paperwork is all in the ether. Well, unless Murphy's office has a bunch of physical paperwork hidden away for some reason. Okay, here we go. Gleason.
10: Dude, that's a thick file.
9: He's been here for over 15 years, in some capacity or another. Now, let's see.
10: Okay, these files are way too detailed. Everything from his perfect attendance record from elementary school his latest mental evaluation are in here. I don't know if we have enough time to go through this right now.
9: Well, we could just borrow a few of these files for a little bit. I'm sure no one would notice their absence while we pass through everything and figure out what the hell Gleason could have gotten himself into.
10: Is this easier than just trying to talk to him or, like, stalking him for a week or something?
9: I like the way you think, although this is potentially more fun. You're telling me you're not the least bit curious to see what's going on in Michael's file, or Hart's, or possibly even James?
10: Grab those files.
9: a girl.
2: That was the last for the Lordex, and it only took us a whole day? How's At the- least we're halfway done. Once we find Murphy, we can get out of here and Hey! Just- Shh! Do you see those two shadows over there? Well, they're probably just some workers. Who cares? No, listen! You
12: dunderhead still can't find Ericsson?
3: Hey, who you calling a dunderhead?
2: Ericsson? Like... Jason Erickson? Did he have family aboard the Titanic? No sign of him whatsoever since we saw him talking to the captain.
1: Took my eyes off for just a second. And then it was like he vanished into thin air.
4: He's supposed to be high profile. The boss said he'd be in first class, but if he is, he's invisible. I wonder who their boss is.
12: Okay, well, I want you two to go check the recreation rooms, and you two to go check the top side. I'm gonna call the boss and try to score us a little extra time. Remember, we cannot screw this up. Understood? Got it. Got it. it. Now get moving.
5: A mystery on top of our mission? Do
2: things always get distangled up when you go back deaf, or is it just me? Always. Okay, change of plans. They are definitely not from around here, so I say we follow them and see if their boss might have something to do with Murphy being stuck here. Into, um, I mean, James and Stephanie, I need you two to follow those goons up top toward the rec rooms. Hart and I will take the cabins to find the one placing the call.
4: Okay, shouldn't be too hard to keep a low profile on the Titanic.
2: Just use that charm you're always going on about. Sweet talk'em like you do Autumn back home.
4: <laughs> what? I... What, what does that even mean?
7: <laughs> okay, let's go, Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, whatever.
5: You know, Daf, sometimes they really remind me of
2: us. Ooh, they are nothing like us.
6: Excuse me, Captain Smith. Yes?
9: How did you get in here? The bridge is closed to all passengers during travel. I'd be happy to chat during one of my breaks, or-
6: I'm sure you can find the time now, can't you? After all, I'm in the business of history, and you seem to be smack dab in the middle of it. Please.
9: You can have whatever you want, just don't hurt my crew or the passengers.
6: I don't care about them. Their fates are sealed, as is yours. Before that happens, however, I'd like to ask you a few questions about a very dear friend of yours, Jorgen Eriksson. I've been looking for him. He has something I'm very interested in.
9: You mean his set-stalker? I'll never tell you where to find him.
6: No, 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 he doesn't even have that glorified back scratcher with him.
9: What do you mean? He never goes anywhere without it.
6: Trust me, Captain, there are things I know that you can't possibly begin to understand. Now, tell me where to find Mr. Erickson.
9: So, you may truly be doomed then. Truth be told, I don't know what room he's in. He never told me. All I know is he couldn't get a first class ticket in time, so he had to settle for a lesser class. We had plans to meet up tomorrow night for a celebratory drink after dinner. Knowing him, though, he's probably passing the time in the lower class recreation room.
6: Interesting indeed. Thank you for your service, Captain.
9: Just please don't hurt him. He's got a wife and kids back home,
6: and don't worry, they'll outlive both of you.
4: It is so cold out here. I don't know why I didn't think to bring a freaking jacket on the Titanic.
7: Just keep moving. We'll warm up. Those people have to be around here somewhere. Just keep moving. Just keep moving. Just keep moving.
4: Oh! Oh, oh, ma'am. I am so sorry.
13: Oh, don't mention it, sweetheart. Accidents happen.
8: Hey! Aren't you... What are you hoodlums doing over there? What? What?
13: Officer, it's fine, really. We just had a little...
8: I saw you accost this poor woman. What are you two trying to do? Is this some sort of pickpocket ring? We would never, Lieutenant. Murdoch. Lieutenant William McMaster Murdoch. I'm head of security on this ship, and I take my job very seriously. Wait a second. Weren't you two with that woman with the grimy hands earlier? I suspected your group was up to no food. Whoa,
7: you've got it all wrong, Lieutenant.
8: You two are in big trouble. First, I lose sight of you stoking around the first-class cabins, and now you're assaulting woman out in the open.
13: Lieutenant, I assure you that I was not assaulted in any manner by these two.
4: Yeah, we were nowhere near the first
8: class cabins. We
4: were down in the lower decks.
8: Exactly what were you doing down there, fella? Uh, you know, just looking around.
13: Helping me look? for an heirloom? A necklace?
8: A necklace, madam?
13: Oh, yes. Uh, It was a big blue diamond in the shape of a heart with smaller white diamonds surrounding it. It was a gift from my late husband and it means the world to me. I was actually looking for a brave officer to help me locate it before I asked for the assistance of these two.
8: Well, Have no fear, madam. I will make it my top priority to retrieve this necklace for you, For my last name isn't Murdoch.
13: Oh, thank you, sir. You're too kind. I last saw it in the smoking room, but it could be almost anywhere by
8: now. Thank you for the tip, madam. I'll be off now. And you two had better stay out of trouble. Will do, lieutenant.
9: Oh, yeah. We totally we really will. Well,
13: that should keep him busy for a while. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for the saved.
4: Yeah, seriously. Hart had it right on the money. I don't know what that guy's problem
13: is. He's got a major stick up his... hard uh, me. I shouldn't talk like that. <laughs> 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 so... Who are you two? A couple of lovebirds sneaking off to get some alone time. Oh, lovebirds?
4: Nope. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Us? No. Wait. No offense, though.
7: <laughs> None taken whatsoever. We're coworkers, and I'd even go so far as to call us pretty decent friends. I'm Stephanie, and that's James. We're going to try our luck in big
13: that's it. Oh! How interesting. I'm sure you'll love it if you've never been. A little too noisy for my tastes, but I couldn't pass up the opportunity to see what all the fuss was about this unsinkable boat people kept clamoring about. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm rambling. My name's Margaret Brown, but my friends call me Maggie.
4: Maggie? I thought they called you Molly.
13: <laughs> no? No? Nobody I can think of calls me that. Huh. It does have a nice ring to it, though. Molly Brown. Tell you what, you kids can call me Molly if it works for you. I don't mind one bit. Now, how about you two accompany me to the dining hall for some dessert? Oh, we really shouldn't. we got some work to finish
7: up. And our boss- It's my treat.
4: Hell, I won't turn down free food.
7: James!
4: Come on. We might find what we're looking for in the dining room. Right?
13: I mean, I guess. Then it's settled. Maybe we can even swing by the parlor suite and I can teach you kids how we play cards in the great state of Colorado.
2: of the same voices we heard before finally that ancient technique of yours can be put to the test what's more weird in 1912 a woman using modern spy equipment to listen in on people's rooms or a woman using a glass to listen in on people's rooms it's weird either way you put
5: it down just keep listening i'll be on the lookout
12: murphy i've just received word that we found the holder of the artifact murphy's here yes mr jorgen erickson just like you said was in third class instead of first. That threw our search off, but we've got him now. Understood. He spends a lot of his time in the smoking room, huh? Yes. We'll search his room and grab the eye while he's out. To find some artifact? We should be able to report back to you before the night's over. What? Yes, sir.
8: Goodbye.
2: Yeah, she said they found Jorgen Air... Oh, shoot! She's coming! Move! Run! Hide!
12: What the... Uh, hi? Who the hell are you? And what are you doing snooping around my room? I uh, thought I saw a quarter on the ground. Turns out it was a cup. (laughs) Yeah... I'm calling security. Oh, no you don't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, her good heart. I've got the door. <laughs> <laughs> what do you people want? We want to know what you know about Murphy's whereabouts. How do you know the boss? If Murphy is your boss,
12: then consider us colleagues.
2: Yeah. We do the... the time travel side of things.
12: Yeah, I know both of you. Hart and Daphne. Wait, what? Who are you? We've never seen you before around the office. Of course not. You weren't really supposed to know we exist. I'm probably gonna get into huge trouble for having my cover blown like this. What are you, some sort of secret society? Close. Shadow Squad. We take care of the missions that can't exactly go on the books. Murphy is my direct boss and asked us to come along to help secure something that gets lost in the wreckage of the Titanic. Apparently, it's a matter of historical importance. We were tasked to get in and out without anyone noticing. Good job with that last part. But what I don't get is, why are you here? Murphy wanted this done off the record. Nobody was supposed to know we were on the Titanic.
5: Well, we received a Morse code message from this point in time that told us that Murphy needed to be rescued, so we came. How
2: weird. I assume Murphy would tell you that an SOS call was being sent out, no? Well, the good news is we work for the same team, so we can help each other out. We can grab Ericsson and bring him to you if we find him first, and you can just tell us where Murphy is so we can be on our way. Win-win,
12: right? Yeah... Okay, I guess so. Murphy should be in the first class lounge sometime later tonight, Compel her high water. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got to let my team know that we've got extra eyes out for the target. And we're going to let
2: our team know the same. Thanks again. You really trust her? Not as far as you can throw her, but it's our only lead so far. Besides, we still got some time before our mandatory exit hits. True, true. Let's get to it.
13: And so I says to her, That's what happens when you try to use your hands. (laughs) Oh, wow,
4: Molly. (laughs) You've got the funniest stories. Yeah, you should write a book or something. These are gold.
13: Ah, Maybe I will one of these days. I've still got a lot of life left to live, though. (laughs) I'll wait until I'm too old to have my fun before I write it all out. No use in having to come back every few years to write an update, right? (laughs) Cheers to that! (laughs) Say, have you kids ever seen the captain of this ship?
4: Not since we've been here. Why?
13: Well, don't both look at once, but that guy over there is wearing the captain's uniform, but that ain't the captain. How can you be so sure? Well, I only caught a glimpse of him when he made a big speech to the first-class passengers the other night, but I distinctly remember a beard to go with that silver fox hair. Plus, look at him, drinking alone, staring out menacingly. He seemed more the type to go around shaking hands and passing out cigars or whatever cheerful captains do on these ships.
4: Maybe he had a quick shave since then. And he really regrets it. So now he's sulking about the fact that his final picture as a captain when he makes port is going to be cruel.
7: James, I... Wait. Look closer. Doesn't something about that captain seem familiar to you?
4: Ah, uh, uh, I really can't tell from back here. Want to grab a closer look?
7: Sure. Just try not to draw any attention.
13: You kids have fun with that I'm going to hit the ladies room Those punch romains go straight through me
11: Eddie, there you are I thought I'd be the first one here Thanks for taking some
6: time to share a moment with a Friend? Fate? Oh, don't worry about me, Mr. Erickson I've got all the time in the world Who... Who are you? Why are you wearing Eddie's uniform? He won't be needing it anymore. Come, have a seat. We have much to discuss.
11: I will do no such thing. I'm going to find an officer and have him detain you. when I find out what you've done to Eddie, I'll...
6: Trust me. You're going to want to be sitting for what comes next. This ride's about to get really bumpy. Really fast.
11: I'm no fool. I've got my undivided attention. Good, now drink your whiskey. No thanks, I'm not very thirsty anymore. But still, we've all got our vices. Not even the gods themselves can keep us away from them. If I may ask, what's your guilty indulgence,
6: Mr. My name's not important, but my vice is power. And you have something I want. Aha. Uh-huh. You're out of luck. I left a the. Set Stalker back home. I know. That's not what I'm after. No. Yes. The clock's ticking, Mr. Erickson. We can do this the easy way or the hard way. What's it going to be? Oh my god! Is that a gun?
7: I have to let Daphne know. Daphne, Hart, can you hear me? Oh, come on,
13: come on.
2: Yeah, Daphne, we're kind of breaking into York and Erickson's room right now. What's up? He's here, we found him, and he's got a gun. Who's there, Erickson? He ran out of his room a few minutes ago, so that track. Well, yes. No!
6: It's... Time's up, Mr. Erickson.
0: This episode was written by Austin Dye, Ashley Dean, Mark Helton, and Tara Eon. Directed by Mark Helton. Produced by Mark Helton, James DeVro lewis and Tara Eon. Audio editing and effects by Joe Bly with Kiana Music. Original music by Louis Palfrey. Original artwork by Lawrence and Diego Iriarte. This episode featured the voice talents of... Jenny Helton as Daphne. Shandon Loring as Michael. Mark C. Helton as Gleason. Tyrus Rayner as Isaac. Carrie Hampton as Hart. Quinn Cafferata Jenkins as Philippe and Captain Edward John Smith. Kaz Chandler as the librarian. Stephanie Bowman as intern one. James DeVro Lewis as intern two. Caitlin Cole as Autumn with Anita Kelly as Sylvia, Cassandra as the Shadow Leader, Tara Eon as Shadow Two, Sarah Velarde as Shadow Three, C.R. Edwards as Shadow Four, Andrew Wade as Lieutenant William McMaster Murdoch, Rachel Vale Anderson as Molly Brown, Connor Howard as the man with the gun, and I'm Cece Dietline, your announcer. This series is developed and proudly produced by 97 to Now Productions. For more information about the show, please visit our website. Tune in next time as Murphy's Inc. continues.